This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Wednesday, September 8th. I'm Julia Caulfield. In today's headlines, public health cautious in wake of Telluride Film Festival, Jeff Proto to leave Telski. Telluride works through budget, goals, and objectives, and a mountain weather forecast. But first, emergency personnel responded to two incidents in the Telluride region over the Labor Day weekend. On Saturday, San Miguel County Sheriff Deputies, Search and Rescue, and the Telluride Fire Protection District responded to a 73-year-old local woman who injured her leg while horseback riding on Whipple Mountain Trail. Responders used an ATV and litter trailer to transport the woman to the trailhead, where she was taken by ambulance to the Telluride Regional Medical Center for care. On Sunday, Sheriff Deputies and Telluride Fire Protection District responded to a car on fire on Last Dollar Road. The fire was extinguished and there were no injuries. COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths across Colorado are going up. More than 860 people were hospitalized on Tuesday afternoon. That's the most patients since a winter surge that peaked in January. We're still seeing elevated levels in a lot of the mountain resort communities. San Miguel, however, um, has gone from um, orange-red to yellow over this past week. Um, So um, that's a good trend that we want to see continue. That's San Miguel County Public Health Director Grace Franklin speaking at a Board of County Commissioners meeting on Wednesday. And she adds, locally, numbers are looking better than they were several weeks ago. But that doesn't mean the county is out of the woods. This morning alone, we've had five cases that we've been responding to. Um, So it's just, um, it's ever changing and it's ever ongoing. This is definitely a lot better than what we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks, which is extremely encouraging. Um, But um, I just want to highlight that it is very um, dynamic. In addition, public health is still waiting to see about the full effects of the Telluride Film Festival. Between August 23rd and September 6th, Curative, the primary tester for a film fest, tested over 3,000 individuals, with 50 coming back positive. Franklin notes not all those positive tests were necessarily tied to the film festival itself. I would say 50 cases out of 3,000 or 3,000 or so tests is a really amazing number and something that Um, the film fest should be proud of. I would be cautious though that um, the implications of an event at this scale and being an indoor event um, really won't be known until two to three weeks later um, because of the way that the virus um, incubates and spreads. Franklin adds there have also been some challenges with data collection for those who tested positive through curative. They report all tests to the state health department. If they are positive and they live, the person lives in San Miguel County, our team is notified about that case. If the person does not live in our county um, or in the state, we do not know about the specific details of that person. She notes Curative was able to give public health the general data of who tested positive or negative, but not specifics on the cases. Comparing the state data, Franklin says, there's a discrepancy between local cases curative says tested positive and local positive cases accounted for by the state. And so we have about 10 um, resident positive cases 
that have not shown up in the state database for us to respond to and case investigate. Franklin urges any resident who tested positive for COVID but who has not received a call from public health to reach out immediately. She says public health is working with both Curative and the state to resolve the data discrepancy. Jeff Proto, vice president of mountain operations and planning for the Telluride Ski and Golf Resort, is leaving Telski after over three decades on the mountain. He plans to stay through the end of September. In a statement to Kodo, Telski owner Chuck Horning says Proto is, quote, a legend in Telluride and at Telski and one of the people who make the resort what it is today. Horning says the resort is working with Proto on a transition plan, but doesn't have any specifics for how operations will look this season. He adds they are currently working on engineering and permitting to replace Chair 9 and Giuseppe's restaurant. Horning says the resort expects construction to be completed next summer, so both can be operational for winter 2022-2023. Proto's departure announcement comes a little more than a year after former Telski CEO Bill Jensen left the mountain in August 2020. There are basics for what local government does. Maintain roads, provide sanitation, law enforcement. But what are the goals and visions for a local government? That was the topic of a Telluride Town Council budget session last week. The budget represents the most comprehensive plan of the town's directions. While the town's budget is an annual document, it does not exist in isolation. It preferably represents the continuation of past fiscal policies, focusing on the present needs and constraints, all while looking ahead to the future. That's Telluride Town Manager Ross Herzog. He notes the budget is comprised of three main categories goals and objectives, the general fund, and the capital fund and enterprise projects. At the meeting last week, council was solely focused on that aspirational quality, the goals and objectives. Which provide an overarching statement as to where resources should be prioritized. In 2020, Telluride Town Council added a number of value statements to its goals and objectives, broad visions that each goal, in theory, works towards. The first is community engagement. This was to promote open communication, transparency, and partnerships with stakeholders, including all community members. Next, dynamic economic environment. This is to cultivate a dynamic and diverse economic development environment to strengthen the local economy and ensure the Telluride region's long-term success. Financial soundness and operational excellence aims to ensure Telluride's long-term economic viability and organization success through reliable financial controls, work systems, and processes. First-rate infrastructure looks to provide high-quality water, wastewater, transportation, and facilities to meet Telluride's current and future needs. Then there's quality workforce. Ensure Telluride's long-term success by attracting, retaining, and empowering an inclusive and diverse workforce that delivers excellent service. Regional cooperation. Provide leadership and influence to promote the region's success and ensure cooperation with our regional partners. Safety and security comes next with a goal of ensuring the safety and security of individuals and property for those who live, visit, and play in Telluride. Finally, superior quality of life. Provide for an exceptional quality of life for Telluride residents through high development standards, protection of public health, and vibrant and sustainable opportunities. 
From the get-go, Council was in agreement that the value statements still reflect those they have for the community. However, Council Member Adrian Christie believes there is something missing. I would personally be in favor of adding a specific value statement about being more inclusive to all of our community members, especially because we've had goals and objectives now for the last couple of years, it seems like, regarding that those activities, and they haven't necessarily happened. They seem to be the things that fall to the wayside. When it comes to specific goals and objectives for 2022, they fall under four main categories. Preserve community, protect health and quality of life, address critical infrastructure needs, and cultivate economic development and successful commercial core. The majority of conversation falls under the preserve community category, and unsurprisingly, housing. Council member Geneva Shawnette thinks it's a good opportunity to share where the town is when it comes to affordable housing projects. I would love to list sort of the progress reports for, not reports, but have different categories for what we're going to finish, what we're going to start, and what we're going to sort of keep moving along. But council member Todd Brown worries calling out specific projects could paint the town into a corner. Certain members of the community tend to take us to task about you didn't do A, 1, B, sub 3 over something else. And that's that's not the intent of this. This is, in my opinion, to be broad enough to capture the specific project areas that we want to work in but not so specific that it constitutes a work plan. Christie would also like to see a goal for the town to regularly complete a community survey. That has a multitude of questions. I think some of them relating to housing and income levels so that we have a better understanding. But I think it's also an opportunity for the community to give us feedback. Tied into that is communication. It's the area of Telluride government Shawnette thinks needs the most work. Providing clarification shouldn't just be the job of individuals like us who are getting questions from the public. It should be readily available information. That's an enhancement to our communication that needs to happen. I think this is like the area of our organization that needs the most improvement. Categories two and three, protect health and quality of life and address critical infrastructure needs, move through with slight adjustment and wordsmithing. But conversations come back around in regards to Section 4, cultivate economic development and successful commercial core. For some on council, the category doesn't speak to the current needs of the community. Here's Mayor Delaney Young. The overarching thing that I think I'm hearing from most of you is that this Part 4, cultivate economic development and successful commercial core, may not need its own part that cultivating economic development and successful commercial core idea um, lives somewhere else, perhaps. And that maybe instead of having four parts of our goals and objectives, it turns into three. Young adds that category is also about that commercial core element. It's an argument that resonates with Christie. I do think that is going to be valid as you look at future developments outside of town bounds that theoretically will be large and competing with our commercial core, looking at like Genesee. In the end, council decided to keep the category but update language relating to marketing and tourism efforts with a focus on cultivating sustainable tourism. Telluride Town Council will discuss the goals and objectives further at its budget meeting on Tuesday, September 14th. The community is encouraged to provide feedback on its goals and objectives. Council is scheduled to approve the budget later this fall.
A section of Prospect Trail will close next week for ongoing forest management on the Telluride Ski Resort. The majority of Prospect will stay open, but there will be a detour along Basin Trail to avoid the closed area. The Colorado State Forest Service will conduct the work on U.S. Forest Service land. According to Telski, the purpose of the project, called Grouse Glade, is to reduce hazardous fuels, improve forest health and structure, mitigate hazard trees, and improve skiing opportunities. The project will encompass a nearly 19-acre area. The section of trail will be closed from September 13th through October 1st. There's nothing like getting a new book, a new adventure to dive into, the excuse to curl up with a cup of tea on a crisp fall morning, the opportunity to support your local library. The Wilkinson Public Library will be hosting a pop-up book sale this weekend to satisfy all your book-buying needs. The book sale will take place at the library on Friday, September 10th from 10.30 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturday, September 11th from 10.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. The U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has so far excavated and transported over 8,300 cubic yards of mine tailings and soil from a site on the valley floor west of Telluride. The work is part of a removal action that began in late July and aims to relocate about 30,000 cubic yards of tailings containing dangerously high levels of lead and arsenic. Trucks have been traveling back and forth carrying tailings between the site and their final destination, the Idorado Newmont Repository on the east end of Telluride. The EPA expects the work to continue through October, with restoration possibly extending into 2022. The agency will hold public office hours to answer questions at the Wilkinson Public Library on Tuesday, September 21st from 5 to 6.30 p.m. and Wednesday, September 22nd from noon to 2. More than 160 new state laws went into effect on Tuesday. As KOTO Scott Franz reports, one creates new fines for people who do not call the police when their guns are lost or stolen. Democrats named the new law in honor of Isabella Joy Thallis, the 21-year-old Denver woman was shot and killed last year by a man using a stolen rifle. Representative Leslie Harrod led the push to penalize people who do not help police recover missing weapons. 25 dollar fine for the first offense. That's it. That's all this bill does. But it honors Isabella's memory and hopefully will change behaviors. Gun owners have five days to report missing weapons. The fines increase to $500 for repeat offenders. Republicans opposed to the changes, saying they were not needed because most gun owners are already acting responsibly. This was one of six gun bills advanced during the past legislative session. I'm Scott Franz. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for areas of smoke tonight with clear skies and a low around 50 degrees. Thursday should be sunny during the day and mostly clear at night with a high near 80 degrees and a low around 50. Friday, expect mostly sunny skies with a high in the mid-70s. Friday night calls for partly cloudy skies with a low around 50 degrees. This has been the news for Wednesday, September 8th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 728-3206. We would like to thank everyone who donated to Kodo during our summer fund drive. A huge thank you to Cameron Barker, Matthew Davis, 
Katherine Eckholt, Mike Morrison, Stuart Allen, John Wakalka, Jason Alexander, Daniel Brannon, Clay Jones, Brittany and Burt Worley, Kim McGonigal, Thomas Calvo, Rachel and David Allen, Joe King, Christine Quinn, Gustav Mikish, Mary and Howard Yancey, Rob Story, Scott and Pamela Bennett, Jim and Adrian Presley, Catherine Davis, Helen Ballard, Stacey Ward, Betsy Adler, Paige Hauser, Jonathan Lamb, Lee Carpenter, Graham Smith, Nancy Cavazos, Aaron Marshall, Justin Fox, Kathleen Ream, Charlene Colger, Jennifer Ogilvy, George Lewis, Peggy Collins, Sally Jones, and Sarah Enders. Thank you all so much.